Welcome everyone to another Azure podcast series. Today I have my good friend Andrew Lowes come back again to another Azure podcast. And today what we're going to talk about it is about Bastion Host, Azure Bastion Host. Right, Andrew? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we've been uh, chatting a little bit about um, you know how remote access has really been changing and how we're going to enable administrators to access all of their systems. So when we think about Azure, we think about how do we get to our VMs? How do we access our data that's inside our Azure data center? So for Azure, we want to talk about Azure Bastion for sure. So I think, uh, you know, obviously it's a, it's a platform as a service that Microsoft has set up. So it means that they manage it. Uh, we don't have to run an update on the Bastion host. Uh, Microsoft takes care of that as part of the whole platform. And when we provision it, uh, how are we going to provision that, Marcos? Are we going to put one in for our whole uh, subscription? How does that work? I think before going on that direction, I think it's worthwhile to see, to explore what are the options that we have. Because this is, like you said, correctly, is a service. But usually, when you're talking about Azure Bastion host or Azure Bastion, what we're talking about is the way that you have to access the Azure from the outside world. Okay. So usually when you build your infrastructure as a service on Azure, right? You are basically what you are doing is, is, is basically create a way that you can access that infrastructure as a service. So it doesn't matter if you have already, um, connection with on-prem to Azure. Um, it doesn't matter what, if you are fully on the cloud, or in this case on Azure, you need some kind of way that if that connection from on-premise, for example, to Azure, it's interrupted, you need some kind of way that you can access those servers and those applications that you have on Azure. So traditionally, uh, before this, the only way that we could do it is to basically create what um, usually in our world calls the jump box. Um, that there are, a, it's quite a lot of ways that you can implement it and it's usually a very insecure way. Because if we're talking about that, right, Andrew, I think it's a good starting. Um, it's, it, if we're talking about that, I remember the ways that we've been deploying this several times. Usually it's you have to set up a, a subnet very specific behind the firewall. You need you put a public IP uh, and then not only that, what you are doing basically, it's basically enable RDP on the public IP. And then usually it's very dangerous. Of course, at that machine, it's always uh, turn off um, and that is where it's starting to be tricky because if you're starting to turn off that virtual machine right um, then you every time you turn off that virtual machine the IP change and if you have firewall rules and we've been there so many times right if you have <laughs> firewall Absolutely. rules 
specific yes, you, you for the IP. Access, and then you have to uh, start the VM through the portal and then update all of the NSGs that are touching that VM. Oh my uh, God, it's a pain, right? Yeah, so, you can get into some complicated situations and, you know, you're already stressed. Uh, perhaps we have a client or, you know, somebody is definitely fired up and excited because something has changed. It's not working. So, you know, that's when we have to really get cracking and get that going very quickly. And like you said, there's a lot of touch points and it becomes really complex. So if we're not going to use a jump host because of all of these different complications and insecurities, what is a different way of doing it? Uh, how can we make it more secure? That's where comes Azure Bastion host like you started. I know that you are too excited and I have to pull you back. <laughs> As usual, I always uh, want to jump right but, in and just get technical. Yeah, uh, I have to admit, I get excited it about is, it is, It is a very, a very good uh, service. And, and it was needed, to be very honest. And I think if we, that's why I want to just try to set up the stage um, to for this conversation, because it's a conversation that we have every single day um, or at least every single customer when we're talking about especially the Azure foundations and we're talking about creating the foundation for Azure is okay now that we establish all the applications and everything it's it's good what we need to do regarding in increase the security um, and then it's like okay let's talk about how you connect to those where you put those tools and everything else, having this Bastion host as a service, in this case, having exactly what we explain, that usually with our experience, we know because we've been a lot of times deploying this several times for several customers. But if if someone that is listening us uh, or is listening to us, that is starting in this world and is learning from from our experience. I think passing by to 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 tell to tell everyone uh, what is been what we've been doing to accomplish this it's way simple and they don't have to have exactly the same nightmares that we had when we need Absolutely. to to come to those scenarios right um, exactly and I think that you really hit on an important point so you talked about improving security. And I just I kind of want to talk to that a little bit. So when we were uh, talking about what can we talk about today, what do we want to uh, you know let people know about, and we decided Azure Bastion, we pulled up two documents. One refers to SSL, one refers to TLS. And I think that that's important because Microsoft is also always trying to improve security. And we noticed, of course, in that, that little minor difference that they have improved from SSL to TLS for their encryption uh, with Azure Bastion. And I think that that's important because, you know, we a lot of security departments and security minded people within IT scope are always pushing for perfect security. And, you know, a lot of times we can't hit perfection. It's just, it's going to stop the business from operating in some cases. 
uh, you know, there's there's other cases where we can achieve almost perfect. And that's where we shoot for that improvement. So yeah. that's that whole continuous improvement model. So if we say, you know what, we can't uh, completely restrict external access. We have to allow something. How can we improve it? Well, you can use TLS uh, encryption instead of SSL. That's certainly going to improve your security. And it, and, it, and it's not not only that. It's like if uh, if we compare this service and and we'll go a, a little bit deeper on this uh, regarding this this uh, Azure Bastion. But if we go a little bit back as uh, again to just compare both is when we're doing jump servers, right? Uh, when we're talking about jump servers, we're talking about the normal um, RDP if you are using Windows Server or even SSH that if you are using Linux Server. So usually what you're doing is those machines, um, they are, like we said, the best practices that should be turned off and then you need to basically, you are paying, for example, for for, and let's let's talk about a little let's go a little bit deeper on this to just um, explain what is the big difference when we're talking about this service is when you when you build that okay you don't you are not paying for the compute that's good but if you really doing this by by the book you need to establish a public IP you need to create that and it should be a static IP because then all the firewall rules that you are increasing the security, in this case, uh, you're doing that. And by stating the IP, there is a cost associated with that. And then there is the storage of that VM. And that's not only the problem, because the machine is turned off. But you don't know how long the machine is turned off. It's okay that that machine is no longer with... Uh, is no longer not, not not no longer it's never been on the domain so there is no problem if the machine is is over 90 days because that is usually by default uh, the value that in this case the active directory have for the machine if it's not contacted domain to be outside of the domain so it's it's been automatically not removed but disabled as, well, as think, an object, I think you have you have an important point there. So uh, you know, a jump host should never be, be domain one jump. of the main. Yeah, right. But that, and then that means though, how do you manage the users, right? So because it's, it's, it's local not user, be... and then and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like even if you put like a very complex password, you cannot put, for example, MFA to it because MFA is associated either to the domain not to the not to the local user yes you can put mfa into the user when you log into the portal but that's not the security that we want to talk about it it's like if the machine is like three months three months out or even more uh being not uh turned on where is the patches the patches are out so basically when you turn on the machine you need the public IP to access the machine and the public IP because it's a static one uh, because of the firewall rules and everything else automatically can have a listener, right? If you discover that public IP for the first time to say, hey, now it's available. So now I can try to hack it or because now that IP is responding when you are still updating because 
if you are, and I know that I've been paranoid a little bit on this, but it's it, it's what way. you should do because that's by the books, right? If you're talking about this solution, that is the, the solution that we have versus this uh, service that Microsoft released a few months ago, um, and now it's been adopted really well, it's because if we compare, there is a lot of lack on the old solution. And there is no perfect solution if, if even if you want if you even if you want going on the path okay we're doing um the the dynamic ip yes but if you're doing dynamic ip you need to turn on the vm okay you need to grab the ip you need to update the 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 firewall rules and the thing is we are using only this when we have problems of either communicating from on-prem to azure or we really want to do something on Azure uh, that needs some kind of maintenance, right? So Absolutely. if you're doing, if you are 100% on Azure, that is even more problematic because now how are you going to the firewall, okay? If you don't have access to the environment, uh, are you doing all of that? So you need to create some backdoors that you're starting to decrease the security that we are talking about. So it's a very interesting topic. That's why I, I, I love your suggestion for bringing that to, to the Azure podcast. And talking about that is something that the new service, it's different. First of all, it's easy to deploy. You just go there and you just enable it. By enable it, okay. Is there, is there a VM or different rules that we have to enable for it? So the, the good thing is we are no longer talking about RTP protocols or SSH protocols that when we come this to the cybersecurity guys and they say, wait a minute, but are you talking about cyber, uh, uh, RDP and SSH to the outside world, to the Internet? Are you crazy? Yeah, so, well, before anybody at home has a heart attack, exactly. we should explain that, right? So in sure. the jump host scenario, sometimes, and actually quite often, uh, we can almost be forced to open those ports to allow uh, remote access, right? Either, you know, 22 for SSH or 3389. Uh, it's almost a dirty word to <laughs> say those numbers when we talk about public facing. But if we're not going to open those, what... Uh, is the alternative that uh, Azure Bastion presents for us. So in this case, the Azure Bastion, it's it's using, for example, HTTPS. Uh, you can use HTTPS. It is a, a secure port, uh, encrypted, because RDP, even if you're using RDP um, with some kind of encryption, is still RDP protocol. It's a very old protocol and very easy to hack. HTTPS, it's, well sure. yeah. it's not as simple. Uh, it's not impossible to break it, but it's not as simple as the RDP one to capture any kind of, of, of information, right? And that's where it becomes interesting because now, like you're starting to say, now I can deploy this on a few clicks, right? I can deploy this service the patch that we are talking about is caring by Microsoft. So we don't need to care about 
patching anymore those kind of services right and mm -hmm. brings some kind of way that we can have always on this service because so that's now, one of the big advantages for PaaS, right? The platform as a service. Yeah, totally. That Microsoft takes care of all these important details that we as administrators traditionally have done previously, right? Yeah. So now we get Azure Bastion as a service and it just works. It's up to date. It's monitored. It has excellent uptime with the other services of Azure and they make sure that it's configured in their backend the way that it needs to be to present a secure service that we can consume. Yeah, I agree. So for the ones that they are following us uh, on, on YouTube, um, one of the things that you guys, if you want to learn a little bit more about Bastion Host is to go into the Microsoft Docs. It's always a good start. So you, you have, what have you been talking so far? What is the Bastion host? Uh, you have a little bit of the architecture. And now um, for the for the people that are uh, just listening to us, just just go to the YouTube channel of Azure Centric to just see what, what we are doing right now, what we are showing. And we are showing basically uh, the diagram of the uh, of the of the Azure Bastion host. So this can be deployed on different ways. And that's where it starts to be like, it's not like you enable this as a service and then you're done. Now you can have different levels of security um, because you can deploy these on different ways. You can deploy these by virtual network. You can deploy these on your share network. If you don't, if you are not familiar with what we're talking about, just visit one of the first podcasts that we're talking about subscriptions, right? I think it was our first one with subscriptions and we talk about uh, tier zero. Yeah, like the shared one. So mm -hmm. this can be deployed on different ways. It's not like, oh, here is the magic formula. And that's the beauty of Azure because now it's the part that's interesting on this podcast is now that we covered the old methodology and we already put to death that old methodology of accessing. Now let's talk about this. So you have the user that is connecting to the portal and is using the normal connection to the portal, TLS, uh, HTTPS. So everything when you're going to the Azure portal, you're just going there. And then from the portal, you going to this bastion host to the port 443, so HTTPS encrypted through the internet. So you can have NSGs on that Bastion host subnet. Again, you should deploy this on the different network, on the different virtual network if you want, or even on the different subnet should be exclusive for him because it's your access from the outside to this. You should encrypt. It's not because it's a, a service that you are now I'm going to trust with my life to this service. No, you should always be with um, some of the security always on your back of your head. So, right. So what other things that we can do with this in this case? So when I think about the 
kind of the architecture of Bastion. Um, you know, we have one virtual network with multiple subnets. So if we're deploying the Bastion host to, uh, say, subnet five, uh, it's going to be able to interact with anything within that one virtual network. What happens if we have, say, virtual network number two? Uh, are we going to be able to use the Bastion to jump from virtual network one, where the Bastion host is, to virtual network two as well? Uh, no, we can't. So it can jump different subnets on a single virtual network. And I think that that's important to note because you know when when we talk about that tier zero model uh, with subscription designs, uh, we we do that because we want to limit cross VNet talks. We don't want to do a lot of peering. Uh, it becomes complex. It's harder to troubleshoot. More cumbersome. Takes time, and it's more costly, of course. So when when we have that single virtual network design and we have our shared services, now we can access what we need with that Bastion host uh, in that single location. So yeah. it, it does help to create uh, both security and flexibility by that same design. And I think that that's important. Um, you know, and like you said, the user's already connecting to the Azure portal in you know, many cases, they're gonna be uh, using HTTPS so they're already using port 443 for their TLS connection. And now uh, the, the Bastion host allows uh, us to open with a single click an RDP session to anything within that single virtual network uh, that, we, that we have uh, provisioned it into. Yeah. So now that we're able to do that, uh, earlier you talked about uh, the old way of having public IPs. Um, what about with Bastion? Uh, do we need yeah. to well, you don't, jump you don't, down that road? You don't need the public IP required for the for the Azure VM because you are connecting to the portal, and then from the portal is where you're going to the service. So there is no public IP, and by pub, and not having public IP you are automatically being protected by port scannings, like I, I mentioned uh, before. So even if you have some kind of uh, lookup for that IP that you had on, on, on the old environment, in this case on a jump server, that because if you have that specific SAT IP, right, you can have that port um, or a port scanning uh, or, a, or some kind of trigger that you're doing when you see that IP is responding back, right? And then yeah. after that, you can start a port scanning to see it. And usually on every single port scanning tool that you find, if you do it, the first one that you do is the known ports. So the first 1024 ports, that is the known ports, it's where you're doing to see what is the port that, that you are, that is open. And especially on RDP, that is such a weak protocol, right? Oh, for sure, right? And I, I think it's worth mentioning, you know, uh, kind of a typical setup that we would have used uh, previous to this service offering would be a VPN with a public-facing IP that we're yeah. connecting to 
and then we RDP in. And good grief, we both know that it's just such a dangerous game with those public IPs in the Azure space because they're so well known. Yeah. They're publicly defined in Microsoft Docs because you know often we have to add them to firewall rules. Uh, also NSG rules yeah. within if we're yeah. you know crossing access through a public route. And uh, it the Bastion service really reduces that risk footprint like substantially for us. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it makes it a really easy sell. Uh, when we're talking to uh, cybersecurity people within companies and at client sites, because it it really does reduce the risk and improves security and you know kind of one big step, right? Yeah. And I, I think that that's important. We, you know, uh, people should recognize that. Um, so once you're in uh, the Bastion interface, um, what can you do? Um, what's What's something that we can kind of jump into, or are you are we able to open an SSH session? Yeah, you there? and that's that's what you're looking for. If you are if you want to connect to any of those uh, Azure VMs, either Linux or Windows, you can either choose to open a RDP into those servers and to SSH. The curious part is, uh, and 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 again, it's not the perfect solution because then you are thinking, okay. What about my tools that I need to have it? What about all of those things that I need to, to do it? And you mentioned like, I cannot go over the virtual network that, I'm, that I have this Bastion host. So what is the perfect scenario? In this case, okay, the perfect scenario usually, and this is the way it really depends. And then we can have a different podcast about that, about management, is you always have your um, your server, for example, and we've been using and employing this a lot of times. We have a server that we have all our tools enabled. Okay. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of admin servers because it, it allows us to kind of easily uh, reduce that risk footprint. Yeah. And I think what Bastion helps us do is keep it internal now, right? Yeah. So in this case, we can use the Bastion server to just, if that server is a Linux uh, or if it's a, a Windows, you can either uh, SSH and RDP respectively. Um, and then basically going to that server and from that server that is could be another main could be on a different subnet on the same uh, Azure virtual network. Um, you can going from anywhere because now you have NSG that you can enable between the subnet that you are, that you have the Bastion host and this management server, and you can deploy all of that. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. So it's not like, oh, now I have Bastion host. Now I can... I don't need to have that more than management server. And now I can do all of this. Sure, if you want to do that, then you need to have the Bastion service uh, or the Azure Bastion uh, service for every single virtual network. And then you're starting Absolutely. to increase the complexity. So very much so, right? So it, <laughs> exactly. it's, I think, I think of it when I think of security and I think of um, you know, in the past, how you and I have collaborated on secure designs, 
we talk about layering security. So in my mind, I see Bastion as one layer of that security and it helps to improve uh, you know, the ability to reduce risk footprints, the ability to securely access administrative tools or administrative hosts within a subnet. And I think for me, that's where it's a huge win uh, because it, it's gonna help to reduce your cost. Uh, it's gonna reduce your risk footprint significantly. And those are two very important and critical things, especially today when people have a little bit of extra time on their hands to go and do all these heavy duty port scans. And uh, you know, all it takes uh, with the, even with MFA, protected accounts can be compromised. MFA is again, a layer of security that helps us improve and reduce our risk footprints. Yep. Uh, so I, th I think, you know, as we add these layers, security gets better, the risk becomes lower and it allows us to keep doing our jobs efficiently and safely for the companies and clients. Yeah, absolutely. And and we can even going further on this and starting talking about the way that you can secure this service even more. So one of the ways that we are already starting working is or starting talking about is having these managed servers that in our in our way uh, to deploy. And this is really depend from from architect to architect, right? Is is we like to have this managed managed server. Other organizations don't like that, uh, but even doing this because then we have the bastion host going directly to this managed service, and then we open the world for this managed service. But even if you want, if you are thinking, okay, but how I can monitoring who is accessing this, uh, how I can. Uh, see which sessions or stop a session if I need to do this. What about my, um, uh, because one of the things that is problematic, for example, when you have the old environment with the gem server is RDP sessions, because theoretically we have two RDP sessions on a Windows server by default. Um, if you're doing the, the, the console one, we can have up to three, but then is like, that's the limit because after more than that, you need RDP. Uh, in this case, you need to configure the other services to have more uh, uh, licensing, right? That's correct. So it's another layer of cost. It's another layer of cost, another layer of complexity to have more on that. And it's not only that, it's more users that you can do it. By doing this, I can enable MFA and I should enable MFA on the portal. I can monitoring what are uh, what is being using and what people are doing. I can enable the kind of the resource logs on the on on diagnostic settings, uh, putting that, for example, and now I'm I'm going deeply on this, but if I want to go with very lots of, of events, I can add these logs to a storage account, even add the logs that's happening on the, because it's a service, right? I can add event up. I can have the log analytics to just seeing deeply. And now I can starting to plug 
all of the other service that Azure is so great for, and especially with AI, into this service to see if there is anything that is catch the eye in this case of Azure, um, or all the, 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 the good thing that I can do on Azure, to just grab that something and automatically, for example, going on a session and disable that. So mm -hmm. I can do a lot of things because again, it's a service, it's a native service of, of Azure right now, and I can do that. And, and, that's, and then we are starting to exploring this in a way that we're going behind or behind in this case, the, 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 the service that we are talking about. And now I'm just deviating completely our conversation. <laughs> No, but I don't it, think so much. It is things what, that we can do, was... right? And it's, I think it's important for our listeners to, to understand that this is only the starting point. And it's something that should you guys should investigate and should uh, at least play with to see the potential of this service. Absolutely. That is the, yeah, that, you know, that we Microsoft need to release. get in and use these services to you know both learn them and understand them but also to be able to implement them yeah. uh, in our own environments or our client environments. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you were talking about uh, the different logging and adding event hubs and log analytics, um, something that kind of occurred to me was, I, and I don't think it's a major talking point, it's probably a whole separate podcast in a different category, but instead of managing local accounts on a jump host with Azure Bastion, you're fully integrated with Azure Active Directory. And that really leads, you know, like you said, for the love of Pete, people, please enable MFA for all your administrators. So very important. You don't want to have administrative accounts that people are using on a day-to-day -day basis with no MFA. That's definitely a risk. Um, you know, we can yeah. talk about break glass and other uh, kinds of things in a, maybe a more security focused. Topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big road. Uh, that's like a six lane highway that we're. <laughs> so I'll avoid that one a little bit too deep. But, uh, you know, it, with Azure Bastion, um, the Azure Active Directory uh, helps us to manage the users instead of adding a layer of user management, it also removes that layer uh, when we kind of move from jump host to bastion services, right? So I just wanted to kind of point that out, I guess, gently. Yeah, and and, and, and it's true. And, and then we're starting to to get a little bit more deep on, on this conversation, but it it's something that, that you can do. You can even control uh, the things that happen. And, and we did this in, in our previous engagement, for example, is is even if there are people that they forgot about those sessions open, uh, we can we can create an automation for that just to because we can query that by PowerShell or by Azure CLI to see if it's open and force this disconnection. And even if anything happens, we can make that disconnection terminated, and that's mm -hmm. it. Even if it's hang up and and the people cannot access anymore. You can go there if you have the right privilege and go there and terminate that and delete that session and that's it. You can even disable it. Uh, so there are so many things that um, you can do with, with Azure Bastion that it's, it's great. I, I really, I really 
um, reinforce everyone that is listening to us to just go there and just uh, enable this and 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 practice, uh, right? Absolutely, yeah. Use your use your dev test or uh, you know separate testing environment for this. Um, deploy it, use it, uh, try it. Um, I think you're going to love it. Um, I know we do. Uh, it's definitely an improvement over the previous ways of uh, the old school jump hosts. Um, you know, it, it doesn't eliminate everything, no. but it, it's an incremental step forward. Yeah. And it's important because, you know, as you know, we've had lots of clients over the last few years asking, when is Azure going to do something to help address this risk footprint that's here with these jump hosts? Yeah. You know, what are they going to do for this? Yeah. And of course, their response is Bastion. And I think it's well done. Good for them because it's a fantastic service to use. It is. And it's easy to use. And another thing that I remember right now is it's because it's coming from the Azure portal. So now you can even have an extra layer of security because you can restrict the IPs uh, and you can use that one that you, if you are restricting the IPs and connecting to your Azure portal, to your tenant, right? You can have even a different, um, a different layer for this service. Uh, so it's like you're starting to add all of those conversations uh, that we are talking about when talking about security and, and all of that on top of this service that now is 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 good for us to to manage and and uh, again it's uh, I'm such passionate about about this service and one of the services that I've been using since private preview I had that opportunity since I'm an Azure MVP in this case <laughs> you you are on the path for that but uh, you will see the benefits of of, of becoming an MVP but when is public preview i've been using that uh, for for some of the customers that i've been working with to just explore this service and now that is general availability i don't understand why people are not using it. and we had very complex um, environments that we've been working together that they are using even very old methods like they have these they do SSH to create a tunnel, uh, to create an encryption tunnel. And then from that, they are basically doing RDP. So they basically uh, were doing what, if we th now thinking a little bit more deeply on that, they were simulating Azure Bastion. They made their own Azure, Azure Bastion, Bastion service. service. Interesting, right? Yeah, but it, you know, as as you as you and I are both aware, in that case, uh, the, I think the management of that was a little complex. Yes, uh, was certainly if if something didn't work, uh, good grief, you were <laughs> you were kind of you were at a standstill for a okay. couple of days, and you had to involve like three different teams and tickets and oh escalations. My god. Don't, oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! Let's it, let's like, let's yeah. end like, this conversation by that because sit down, clear yeah. your head, drink coffee, drink coffee. In this case, exactly because you need you need to. And, and hey, what is going on? I thought we talked about. Uh, you know, we talk about drinking coffee all the time. And even when, you know, when I write my blog articles, I say, okay, this is going to take a minute, go make a coffee and come back. Nespresso, do the right thing, guys. Come on. Sponsor us. 
because we are heavily in Nespresso. <laughs> That's a very we shameless dream. plug. We can dream. <laughs> what a shameless plug. Okay, um, Andrew, I think we had put this to bed. I think at the end of, if you already listen this podcast, if you are not convinced, I don't know what we can do anymore uh, or, or, or anything else. Probably to create a video how to enable this and, and explore a few things could be a good idea. Um, but I yeah, think let us know if you want to see more uh, yeah. more detail about that. Uh, Just let us go know on on Azure Centric, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll uh, we'll get on doing a tutorial for sure. And, and and again, if you like these videos. Um, just give a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Um, just put your your uh, button in this case on the ring, uh, on the bell, just to get all the notifications when we release this uh, podcasts. Um, and yeah, just just subscribe and thank you very much for listening. And how they can follow you in this case, Andrew? How they can find us? So we know we can find you, Marcos, at Azure Centric. Yeah. Uh, come on over to Azure Tracks on all of the social media and azuretracks.com. Uh, you can see lots of uh, content and lots of articles. And, uh, you know, we have a little bit of fun. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, absolutely. I, I love these chats. It's really great. For sure. Thank you so much for having me today. You're Marcos. very welcome. Please subscribe our channel and just put on the comments if you like it, if you don't like it. Um, and if you want another suggestion for another podcast, uh, every Thursday we are here, or at least I'm here with either Andrew or with other guests uh, to talk about Azure technologies um, and other subjects related to technology, especially cloud technologies. So again, thank you very much for um, listening to us and see you next Tuesday. Bye.